sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Uh, mushy mushy. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick McCarty. Once again, nothing planned. Is what is mushy mushy? Um, I think it means goodbye in Korean. Oh, it's Korean. Yeah. I knew you were somehow being racist. I just didn't know towards who. No, it's actually Japanese. Uh, mm. Um. Yeah, we have nothing planned again this week. Uh, I mean, I'm ready for the uh, for the best songs episode, Pat. I'm not. I uh, had not listened to them as you uh, requested yet. I've just got finished listening to this three. Jeez, you're listening to all of them? Here's what you do, man. You go in, you, you listen to a little bit of each one, and you're like, oh, I like that one. Set it aside. <laughs> and when I say I listen, just listen to this three, I mean, you know, like five or six times so I can pick out the ones I like. Because this two was awful the first time I listened to it. There was no good songs. Then the, the subsequent times, there, there were good songs. So. What the hell are you talking about? Just telling you what I feel. It's crazy talk. Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I saw Bill and Sebastian a couple weeks ago. Have you gone? Are, they, are you going to them when they're in the Bay Area, or are they not going to the Bay Area? I don't think they're going. I mean, we saw them last year. Was it? Yeah, last, I just yeah like, last year. I just like this tour because they're playing such small venues. It was the most energetic I've seen them in a long time because they were at the Union Transfer, which is a an indoor venue as opposed to the you know the do the, the festival type places in previous years. Well, even in California, they were doing the Greek and yeah. And uh, I forget the name of the place. Up uh, was the Greeks in LA, right? What's the place near you? No, Berkeley? it's the Greek Berkeley. Oh, yeah. Okay, what's then? Whatever it is in, in LA, that I saw them, another outdoor place. But well, I think there's uh, a Greek in LA too. Maybe maybe it was the double Greeks. But yeah, I just I, I like their indoor energy, and they uh, XX opened open for them. And they were awesome. So oh yeah, XX would be time. cool to see live. What a weird. They don't really fit though, but still, it seems like a cool concert. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, we saw them in. I mean, we saw them at the Fox indoors last time, so that was okay. Good. So it's that's good. Uh, and they still put on a great show, which is pretty neat. And they they managed to play their new stuff and their old stuff without feeling like super nostalgic. So I like that. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I'm definitely more a fan of their old stuff, but. Uh, as as is the dude that kept screaming the model during the show I went to and during every break when they were talking about the next song. Oh my god! Do the model. <sighs> Who are we talking about? There is some. I'm the only person here. Play for me. <laughs> we were talking about the once a band gets big enough, the people you dislike are fans of them. Weren't you talking about that? Yeah. Yeah. Who Who were you referring when you were talking about I it? Can't, I, th- I can't remember it. I don't think it was Bell and Sebastian. It might have no, been, though. I, I, this, this crowd was... I mean, I guess you can tell more indoors where this is a complaint. It was a very bro-y kind of like, let's get another beer and drink them down crowd compared to what I usually think of Bell and Sebastian having. It was... they All shows kind of surprised me by their the audience. Like, I expect a Bell and Sebastian show to be a little... A little older and a little gentler. Yeah. Like me. <laughs> but nope. There's like a lot of 20-year-olds who are, who are 
hugely into the band, but also hugely into shotgunning beers. <laughs> yeah. Which is fun. I mean, I'm not complaining because it's, it's fun that they have such a wide audience. I think that's really cool. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I get annoyed by the the broy people if they're too broy at shows. They, they, I mean, aside from the model, they weren't that bad. Yeah. And it's, I feel like if, if, if they're not like getting a wide range of people, they're not selling out shows. So it's, I, I like the bands. I like sell out shows. So it, yeah. Neat. It depends. I guess we saw, uh, when I saw Bob mold last time, I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is my crowd. It's all kind of older. I mean, there were a few young, younger people there, but for the most part, it was like old fans and stuff. So, Huh. I haven't nice. gone to and a show still, like that way. Yeah, he still like packed the place. So, um, I know maybe Robin Hitchcock, more like that too. Well, it's been years. I saw him at Johnny Brenda's. It must have been ten years ago now, and it was it was kind of a diverse crowd then too. It's yeah, That's I don't true. know. Maybe... Last time I saw him, it was somewhat diverse. Although, I mean, definitely a lot more older people than than younger. I think, but it could depend on the area too. I don't know. Like how much shows? Maybe shows are more expensive in San Francisco, so it doesn't bring as many old the young crowd in. I don't know. Well, I also think, yeah, I don't know. I think it really depends on the on the artist more because yeah. there's okay. definitely like I've been to shows here. There's all the it's tech bro culture out here, so you right get, you get a lot of shows with those people. But yeah, I don't know. Um, who am I? So we got Stereo Lab, Squeeze, and Slater Kinney. That a bummer about the uh, drummer leaving Slater Kinney because I'm not sure I even want to see him now without her. But jeez, oh, what if the other the new drummer is is really good? Well, the new drummer would have to be really really good. <laughs> I I can't imagine the drummer making it, so I wouldn't want to see a band. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Slater Kinney's one of the few. I feel like they're yeah. Most of the times, if you switch a drummer, I think it, it doesn't matter. There, But there are a few yeah. bands where the drummer really does matter. Um, well, according to everyone on the internet, every time a new s- song from the new album comes out, it's it's the band has been ruined and you don't you shouldn't even bother listening to them anymore. And it's because they're using drum machines. Well, it's because, well, from what I hear, it's because uh, there's too much of a St. Vincent influence. Yeah, that's and, a- and that's a bad thing? I don't. I never mind uh, groups changing their sound, man. No. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying how annoying it is to keep to read reading every, every single song. And yeah. It's like, man, they, they're, they're not going to be, they're not. If they keep the same sound, it's not going to be a fun show. I mean, that's exactly what I was talking about with Bell and Sebastian, where all their songs have a different sound, and it's really fun to kind of follow them through their, through, through their ages. It's neat. So yeah, I don't know. I know. Have some faith in the artists you like, Jesus. Well, I don't think George Michael's alive, but yeah, I agree with your general point. Isn't he in our hearts? I saw him on the uh, on the Faith tour. I think I was probably the only straight guy in that audience. That's not true. Well, uh, plus plus George Michael. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, is the is uh did you, so that's after that's after he broke up with the what was what was the band called Wham? Wham yeah and he did a Wham song I think one or two did a Stevie Wonder cover it was actually a really good show he 
Have you seen the latest internet theory that Stevie Wonder is not blind? Dear God, why? <laughs> I think those kind of things start as jokes and then people grab onto them, much like the flat earth thing, which used to be a joke, and now people, for some reason, have decided it's true. Well, what it, it's not it's not Poe's Law, right? It's, shit, what is it? Poe's well, Law is, is the one, the, the, no matter how... Insane. Your sat- satire is it, it? It might be true or something like that, right? Somebody is going to take it as as true. Yeah. I, so it is Poe's law. Yeah. I mean, there's always there's always somebody wacky enough to believe crazy shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, if Stevie Wonder isn't blind, then uh, I commend him on his job of faking it for these past sixty something years. Because it's got to be hard. Just walking into shit randomly. <laughs> Make people think you're blind. I mean, what is the... What is the... What is their rationale for believing this? Do you know? Have you read? I, I haven't. Oh. I didn't go deep. I didn't care to. Probably it's, best And I'm sure it's not nearly as interesting as the theory that Aria Grande has, has died and been replaced by an actress. I mean, that's just a... That's just a reboot of the Paul McCartney Paul is McCartney, dead thing. Yeah. yeah. The Paul McCartney one was also, I do like those urban legend because it's so interesting that like the, the amount of effort people put into proving it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the only one not wearing shoes. When you know, in reality, they're just like, ah, eh, fuck it. This will be funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Reading it might not, wait, maybe it wasn't Arya Grande. I forget who it was. She might not be the one that Urban Legends about. It's, it's some pop star. Uh, yeah. Uh. Uh, she, Ariana Grande, did we already talk about this? She like donated the profits from her Atlanta show to Planned Parenthood, which is pretty cool. That's then she also didn't wasn't she involved in the like the one of the attacks that like wasn't it? oh yeah that? that was in like Manchester or something right in England um, and she yeah she donated a ton of money to the to that the bombing or whatever and yeah she seems like a good egg yeah I agree I would make an omelet out of her is she the one who licked the donuts yeah. So she's definitely a good egg. Which that was is also funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love people getting upset over nothing. Although now it, it did become a meme and someone got arrested for it and they're going to be sent to jail for the rest of their lives. For licking, licking donuts? Ice, it wasn't donuts. It was some other. I think it was ice cream and putting it back and they got caught. I mean, I think being jailed for the rest of your life is, is the proper punishment for that. That's right up there with the cause. COS, sure for Cosby, not not like lost cause. It's pretty interesting to see what Eddie Murphy is going to be like with this new stand-up special. Uh, what? He has a new stand-up special coming? Jesus Christ, he hasn't done anything for what thirty years as far as stand-up? yeah. And the rumor was that he was like just too like too much of a perfectionist and he wouldn't do it. And then there's this story that Netflix is paying him like three hundred seventy-five billion dollars to for a stand-up special. So it's kind of interesting, and I. I know you've said many times that his originals were problematic. Very, but, yeah. 
maybe maybe he's grown and they won't be proud of Mac, but they will still be funny because he was a good performer. He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I honestly don't don't think I ever watched the originals. I just would I would see clips or have people describe the clips to me, so I know that they were funny just by the description. Like the whole, the, I I know that I've never seen it, but I heard the Rocky, the Rocky stuff a hundred times. Oh man, I don't even remember the Rocky stuff. So there's a bit in one of them where he talks about how Italian people got get really racist because they saw the Rocky movies and they. Started, oh like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember the McDonald's. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's it. You can't necessarily judge somebody uh, from a past era like that. I, I think he's probably, I would imagine, grown. Who the hell knows? Dave Chappelle like put out a couple different Netflix specials, and he was saying some dumbass shit that was annoying to me about. But what? About, like, trans people and how he doesn't really get it. I mean, he was saying, like, he, you know, he tries to, but still, I was like, dude, just, what do you fucking care? Um, but was it funny? No, otherwise? that's the thing. I, okay. Yeah, other other than that, it was fine, but not as good as past stuff, because I, I always, like, he's one of those people that just makes me laugh mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. talking, so. Um, have you watched the John Mulaney one yet? Nope. Oh. Netflix, I guess. Netflix it, has like 17 John Mulaney ones. I know. That's what it seems like. Um, I guess Netflix is is like not doing as well. No, that's the, the their latest report came that because of the raise in prices and losing a bunch of stuff, they had a bunch of subscribers leave in the U.S. So they lost a ton of stock stock price or whatever. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know. Quality over quantity might be the solution to that. Netflix? Well, their solution is to make a bunch of stuff for the Indian market because that has not been saturated yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's smart. There are... No, I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu. No, it is Netflix as well and Hulu. There's a bunch of, like, Korean shows. Yeah, maybe they already have a foothold there and they're going after India. Yeah. Well... Smart. The thing about... no, go the, ahead. the stuff they're producing is also going to be shown in other countries, so it'll be either dubbed or subtitled, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the thing about Netflix original shows is there's not a single one that I'm like, that's a great show. They're all like, well, you know what, actually, Queer Eye I like, but for the most, like, scripted shows, for the Unbreakable most part, Kimmy I'm like, Schmidt has, that was good, yes. That's comedy. I'm especially drama, though. Um, their original shows. I've I've been like, eh, it's fine. That's the best I can say about any of them. Let me. I, I'm looking. Uh, Jessica Jones was great. Jessica first Jones season, was good the first season. Yeah. Uh, second season wasn't that good. But I, I didn't watch the third season yet. Third season's all right. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. Good. First season Daredevil was very good. Oh, I like Dead to Me. That's kind of that's kind of comedy though. I thought. See, that's the one. I, that's the one I was like, yeah, it's fine. I like the actors, um, but yeah, overall, I feel like they're, I don't know. And then Stranger Things, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I love Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah I don't great. get that. Yeah, you're wrong about that. That's too bad. My only problem with Stranger Things, I haven't watched the last, latest season yet. My only problem with Stranger, and the Haunting of Hill House was very well done. My only problem with Stranger Things is um, 
when I watched the first season, I thought it was very good, but I really felt at the end that it should have been an anthology series where each season was went a to a different era. Yeah. That would have been a lot more enjoyable than what they did. And what they did is fine. I mean, the second season wasn't as good, but it was okay. It was it was fine. It was it's probably how you feel about most Netflix shows in my mind. But the if they had done like the fifties for the second season, like of what the the whatever it's called the what's it called the underneath yeah upside the upside down what the upside, the upside down, down. In, in the fifties it would have been like in the same atmospheric touches and just instead of just sticking to the eighties over and over again just kind of gets all right that's enough that, yeah see there's there's our idea for a show on Netflix I'm sure we could get one everybody else is yeah as long as we. Uh, become Indian because that's where they're focusing now. But we do have to make it about the upside down still. Of course. I think all all the Netflix original shows now have to be about the upside down. See, to me, I think the appeal of Stranger Things to people is nostalgia because I don't think the story is very good. No, that would be right if it was all people our age and older or a little bit younger, but kids love Stranger Things and sort of like uh, 20 year olds and, and 30 year olds I, I think people just like the story it's not just nostalgia yeah I don't know I, I refuse to believe it although <laughs> I was I was reading something about like millennials and younger kids loving the um, 80s teen movies like Breakfast Club and shit like that huh. but then I know thinking I'm thinking about it I'm like yeah well that's because that was like there were so many of them that was kind of the era of them and then what has what has there really been since like a few here and there i guess like what 10 things i hate about you and those kind of things but um i never heard that before yeah i was reading some some article but i mean it makes sense with like the breakfast club because i feel like that's kind of kind of timeless in the themes yeah yeah. and ferris bueller days off i think would be popular i think so yeah uh yeah, Netflix, man. I don't know. Do you watch any of their like foreign shows? Mm, I don't believe so, unless I can think of. We watched the first season of The Dark, and then the second season came out, and we started watching it, and we're like, I don't fucking remember what happened in the first <laughs> season at all. And then you have to go back and watch the whole thing. Um, I heard good things about that, though. Did, I mean, what do you remember liking it at all? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting show. I just have to go back and rewatch because it's very complicated time travel uh, from the kraut point of view anyway yeah I, I don't know man Netflix I guess I know it's funny because like they say most people watch like episodes of friends and shit on Netflix, like they really like it for those shows, which is weird to me. I'm like, you can see that in syndication anywhere, can't you? Right, but there's commercials, and The I Office is apparently super duper, and Parks and Rec are apparently super duper popular on Netflix, which is why in 2021 Netflix is going to have a problem in front of them because they're all going to the NBC NBC Universal app at that point. Oh my God, man! So everything's just going to be streaming service soon, yep. right? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be bad again. Yeah. A couple of years of good, and then it's going to be bad again. I like having, like, uh, I'll put The Office on to go to sleep to because it's just, like, I already know it, so I don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. But I am surprised how popular it is among, like, like high school kids. High school kids love The Office now. 
It's so weird to me. I mean, not that weird because it is a funny show, but it, it is a little bit weird. Yeah, I know. It's well. What's weird to me is the younger, the younger people just don't like Seinfeld, um, but they'll watch Friends, which is a much lesser show in my mind. But I guess Friends also has like storylines and relationship shit that is appealing to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard anyone complain about Seinfeld, except for people, not young people, but people from who say everyone's too mean, which I really yeah. don't care for. Don't get the point. You dummies. I've, I, I think if people like It's Always Sunny and they watch some Seinfelds, they'd like it. Yeah, I think so too. I, although it is, like, like I said, those first two seasons of Seinfeld, unwatchable now to me. Uh, so a couple, a couple weeks ago, I went to the Phillies game and Chase Utley, who was a player for the Phillies and went to the Dodgers. And anyway, he retired and they had a day honoring him. And there's an episode of It's Always Sunny from like the second or third season where Mac wrote a letter to Chase Utley. And it's, you know, it's it's simplistic, like as if it's written by a kid, and it's really a funny episode. I remember, remember that, that episode? episode, yeah. So they play that, like that bit from the episode, and the the actor who plays Mac is there, and they have their catch. And so it was pretty funny. The actor who plays Mac, I believe his name is Rob Henny. He was there, and so was the actress who plays D. Oh my God. How do you not know these people's names? Oh yeah, the Mick. That uh, I think that's now. Well, it must be on Hulu. I saw it streaming somewhere. But speaking of Hulu, uh, Veronica Mars. Yep. Next came week. Out. Oh, I thought it came out yesterday. Oh, I beg your pardon. I must be wrong then. I thought it was the twentieth. I could be wrong too. I saw a Onion AV Club like article on it, so I assumed it had come out, but I didn't check. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Do you watch Queer Eye? Nope. Oh. Here it's good, though. Yeah, you should watch it. It's going to be based in Philly soon, I think. Really? Uh, maybe I'm making that up. I mean, yeah, they probably need it there. Wow. Shots fired. Blanks fired. That was a vasectomy joke. Um, you want to take a quick break and we'll sure. come back? All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back. La la la. Uh, So last night I got to see uh, an episode of, what's it called, Super Ego with Paul Tompkins. Oh, you saw it live. Yeah, it was fun. I, I, guess i've never listened i maybe i've listened to the the actual show a few times i don't really care for it i didn't care for it when i listened to it i'll give it another try now but in person it's just it's so hilarious i feel like that 
that's the way with a lot of things, yeah. I don't know that I've ever listened to who who's on it. Is it like Jesse Thorne and those people? I can't. I don't even know who who else is on it. It's Paul F. Tompkins and uh, Matt Gourley, and I don't remember the other two guys' names. Oh, Matt, Matt Gourley. Gourley, yeah, that's the other the other big podcast dude who's like been doing shit forever. Yeah, yeah, and he's the like the producer for the the Conan. The Conan, one, so yeah. It was interesting to see what he felt it looked like in person. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Carter. No uh, idea. What, so what is it exactly? Like, what is the premise? So they they put together, like, they'll have case, they call them case studies. And it's just a bunch of, of bits where they are, they, the case study is just like the, like, we're going to do a shoot 'em up show, shoot 'em up, like, show. And then they all create characters after that. It's all it. That's pretty neat. Okay. Uh, so that's in Paula Tompkins' wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. I should list. I should give it a list. Another listen. I think one of the other problems, and I've had this problem with a bunch of podcasts that are recorded live. I listened to it like five or six years ago, and the live recording was really bad. Audio is bad. This. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard for me to hear anything, and I turn it up, and it's even harder to hear. But then I've I've noticed that they've gotten better at that. Like depending on the pod, like the comedy bang bangs are perfect. The live versions are I don't have any trouble. So I, I think it's just that they've they've come up with a better way to record the audio in a crowd. Yeah, it can't I be mean that hard, man. Can't they just take it right at the like the where the mic is going? I don't know. I don't know enough about that stuff. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely just the equipment they use and how they do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be no problem doing it from the soundboard but i think a lot of times they they're like doing cheap ass podcast ways of recording it yeah uh, i mean that's what i mean i talked about the dumb people town where like there's five minutes of, of the episode where you hear this guy sneezing and hawking up while they're talking on yeah, stage so it's, and it's like not someone who's on stage somebody's recording it from the audience and they took yeah, that yeah it doesn't make any sense no I know. I don't get it. It is super, especially nowadays where everything's digital. It should be super easy to get yeah. good live recordings, but I don't know. Oh, well, it's, I mean, so that's why I'll try it again. But for sure, the, the people in it are super duper talented. So it's is it always live then, Super Ego? I believe it's often live. I don't know about always. It's just like uh, Spontanea Nation was often live, but I don't think it always was live. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, how did this get made is doing a tour. I don't know if they're coming out there. Yeah, I'm going on Tuesday. Oh, do you, uh, what movie is it? Uh, Double Dragon. No idea what that is. So are you going to watch the movie? Yeah, my, my friends are are, are going to show the movie Monday night and the show is Tuesday night. So. Oh, that's cool. So it should be fun. I wonder who the guest will be. Hopefully not, you know, <laughs> Michelle Balloon. <laughs> Also, Comedy Bang Bang's coming to Philly in November, and I got tickets. I know. That pisses me off. I mean, I guess they, they did... They keep adding shows. Well, they just did uh, Sketch Fest or whatever it was Yeah, called. they did the... uh, Cluster Fest, so I guess Cluster that Fest, that yeah. counted. Right. But they do keep... Like, originally, it was just a bunch of small towns, and then they had a Philly just, like, last week, and I jumped on it and got the tickets. Like, the uh, Aukerman, Scott Aukerman put the, 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 link. the code. Yeah. Link, but also they could to buy tickets early, so I did that. And I, I mean, I paid the fee, which I hate, but this time it was worth it because most times it doesn't matter because I just get the like the cheap seats, whatever seats, and I, yeah. And it, and they're usually available after the like the afterwards, and I just buy them at the box office. But this time I looked and I was able to get the, all the seats for the same price, 
and I got seats in the second row, so I'm super close. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. Not that it matters, but it is kind of neat to you know see them up close, take oh, a picture for sure. Are, are you going with somebody? Yeah, a couple of friends are going. So. That's cool. You have like friends who are into the same shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I've got Viv. We just always get everything together, except Bob Mold. She's had enough of Bob Mold. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then there's a Mystery Science Theater coming around again. I'm, I think I might go get tickets for that. It's, it's there's probably tickets available. They've been available for a long time, so I think I'll be able to pick one up. Oh, this the is the new, the new one. Right, I've seen it twice already, but this one is more convenient to get to, so it's, it's even easier. So I'm, I for some reason I can't get into the new one. Like it's not. Oh, it cracks me. Near up. as funny to me as the old ones. But I would love to see Joel. I don't know what he does. He do riff tracks. I don't even know. Does he do anything oh, he's anymore? A part, he's a part of it. He's a part of the of the Mystery Science Theater stuff. Like he he produced and wrote the show, and like he's he doesn't he doesn't do the riffing in the episodes. But when they have well, in the last tour, he was he was it was part of the cast, like doing the riffing. So yeah, he's a part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if he's on this tour or not. Um. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I know. I I just have concerts coming up. No comedy but yeah i have stere- i have a bunch of concerts i have stereo lab i don't have squeeze i don't know if they're coming or not but i didn't get tickets for that i got angel olsen uh frankie cosmos i guess that's it it's not Ooh, a bunch, frankie but... cosmos yeah slater kenny oh slater kenny yeah that's right that I too. yeah i should see if frankie cosmos is her new album just came out yesterday i've heard i only heard one song from it um but you know i always like everything she does so yeah, and then I, I forgot that she's been featured on other artists, like featuring. Yeah, yeah. She's really good on those things too. So yeah, she's fun. Yeah, she'll never, she'll never reach a level of fame uh, that her mother did for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't remember her for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You're insane. It's like the most. Famous. I remember her for what's the movie I love that you guys hated? Oh. Drop Dead Fred. There you go. That's what I remember her for. And that's her greatest role. And that's why she retired soon after. I wonder why she retired. Probably because of the same reason every actress retires, because they won't hire anyone over 35. She 30, yeah. Uh, oh, well, she's doing all right. She's getting that Mr. Fish Odor money. What's that? Uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, right. Kevin Klein. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she was in Gremlins too. I didn't remember yeah, that. Yeah, she was in Gremlins. I know. I always forget that too. I should that's, re- when, you know watch that. IMDb lists their movies as, in order of best known for. Yeah. It's Gremlins, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, then Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. So that Gremlins is considered their. Oh, she had a. She does a voiceover role. She was in a Lego, a Lego movie. Oh, so was everybody. Doug Benson even. Um. You know the uh, I did not know this until looking at Reddit, but um, what's the what's the comedy Bang Bang name? Uh, hang on, Hang on, man. Hang, wait, how do you say? Hang on, man. Hang on, man. Uh, in uh, Drop Dead, not Drop Dead, uh, uh, Wreck It Ralph Part Two, uh, Manzukis's character's name was Hang on, Hang on, man. Hang on, man. <laughs> of course, at the Super Ego show, someone was wearing a Hang Hang on, man shirt. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah, that's that's funny. Like, it's weird to think how big part of the culture these 
dumb podcast things become. Yeah, but they're big in the like the people who make stuff really like it, but they're not really a big a part of the mass culture. Like if you ask someone in the street, they've never seen the show or heard the show. Yeah, which is funny. It's it's interesting. Um, but but you know, once in a while, I get a, someone like Neil Patrick Harris who likes the show so much he wants to be on it, which I thought was pretty fun. I know. I'm waiting for Lin Manuel, man. <laughs> yeah, he's been on it, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I got Hamilton tickets. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, dude, that was uh, another job I just saw yesterday that popped up for me um, was at the Curran Theater out here, which is, I believe, where Hamilton is playing. And I was like, ooh, would I get free tickets if I worked <laughs> there? Oh, uh, speaking of free stuff, now that you left your job, I hope Michael Marr still listens to this podcast because I need, need him to get me free books. Oh, yeah, I'll tell him. I'm sure he'll be... Less than happy to do it. No, no. He has to be happy to do it and do it. Um, man, that's exciting. So this will be your first time seeing Hamilton, right? Yes, yes. I've heard all the songs. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's so pricey. That's the. I know. I would love to yeah. see it, but, well, especially now, being unemployed, it's not really doable. But we're just like, I don't know. We're very cheap with that kind of stuff, too. I am too, and I don't, I'm surprised I did it, but it was one of those deals where, you, like, uh, I was in a lottery, and I got on the waiting list, and I was able to get tickets, and then I saw the prices, like, oh, do I really want to do this? But, like, it's uh, in a lifetime thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I've always wanted to see it. I mean, I, my, the, what I was going to do before, because I thought I was going to lose the, the lottery, was sign up for the lottery every day where you can get the $10 tickets. Yeah, yeah. I did that the first time it came around. Um, and then I forgot, I should do it now. Again, I just totally forgot. Oh, so it came back. It's This is the first time it's in Philly. Yeah, this is its second run here. Um, because we're, you know, such a hub Better. of culture compared to Philly. Well, I guess, I mean, if you're in Philly and you wanted to see Hamilton, you could have just gone to New York. Yeah. San Francisco yeah, yeah. option. Well, you did, but it was, it's a little bit harder to do that than take the Amtrak or Jersey Transit. Yeah, and I mean, you can actually go see him, too. You can go dig up his grave if you want. I'm not uh, certain he's dead. Pretty sure he's not a vampire. Pretty sure. There's no way to prove that. Uh, not, not at this point. They haven't got the DNA test for it yet. Do you have any interest in doing that, like, 23andMe? I have no... Like, I don't care. I... I I can't imagine why it would matter to me, but uh, but I mean I'm not like talking shit about other people who do it. Just to me, it it's not important. But it's too. It's, if it was someone gave it to me for free, I think it'd be neat to see what all the information said. Like I'd like that, but it's like 150 dollars. It doesn't. It's not worth that much to me. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, you know, basically what you are. Yeah. Well, unless I'm adopted and no one ever told me, which is certainly possible. Uh, yeah. It's not like I don't look like everyone in my family. You look like everyone in your family, dude. I don't... Debatable. I don't know... Yeah, I don't know anything about your dad, though. What was your dad's name? Man, you know, his identity's dad, George. Oh, George. Just like your brother. Oh, so your brother was yeah. a junior. Yep. Ah. Jorge. Or, <laughs> wait, no. Georgiano. Oh, Jorge is 
I, I'm pretty sure that my dad was named after George Washington. When uh, when I was in a band in the 90s, there was like some band who would play like the same shows as us or at least the same venues. I can't remember, but they were called Jorge, but it was like the word whore. Hey. <laughs> oh, bad and, names. I know. And I was like, you're not, you're never going to go anywhere with that. <laughs> There's a there's, I was I was uh the 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 super ego was a part of the Philadelphia, we the people, uh, uh, improv festival, and so there's a bunch of other improv troops in town. I was just looking through the names, and one of them was <clears throat> called Lena Dunham, and their description was we're all black group from Boston, or oh, maybe not from, from oh from I forget where they're from, but anyway, it's a funny name for an all black group. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> irony. <laughs> I do love sketch or improv group names. They're mostly awful, but that's at least funny. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, were your parents? Now I'm going back to your parents. Were they uh, were they uh, born in the U.S. or did they immigrate? Yeah, my my parents were born. I had, uh, okay. it's my great grandparents that came over. So ah, how about yours? Um, I, man, like my dad. My biological father's French, but I think, I think born in the U.S. Um, my mom's family is Swedish. Yeah, it was that was another thing with like great grandparents came over to like Minnesota back in the day, I think, and then moved west because Minnesota was too much like Sweden weather-wise, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've, I went to a family reunion once, like when I was a kid, and met a bunch of people that I didn't know and was uninterested in. Yeah, it's it's not. That's the thing to me. I'm like, well, what does it matter? I, I don't know. Like your racial makeup, who gives a shit? It's just interesting to see how like what's in there. Like I like I think people sometimes get surprised. Like, oh, I didn't know I had some Norwegian in me. Although, and it's also an interesting, just in general, it's interesting how they do it, where it's it's. It's guesswork, but it's based on the the data they already have. So, if you're from a like a an underserved country, like a, a less wealthy country, there's not as much information. So when you when you get your data back, it might not be right because they don't have they don't have as much as much data to compare. Right, it's not it to. part of their database or not a, as big a part. Yeah. Right. Right. So that that's it's interesting that it works like that. And hey, it, it caught the the whole thing caught a serial killer. So. Yeah, that's, that's the real true. Reason Charles I, Manson. Yeah, the real reason I don't put my information up there, I don't want to be you catching any serial killers. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I've been like, I watched. Don't even fucking ask me why. There was nothing on. I was just like zoning last night, and I was watching 2020, which I probably haven't seen for 30 years. Why would you watch that? Because uh, it was on. It just came on after whatever the hell I, I was watching before it, and it was about. Well, here you know. Before I go into it, here's my question: Was 2020 ever a serious news thing? Like I assumed it was when I was a kid, when it was on. But I don't. I think it was always just sensationalistic, right? I think there maybe there was some serious, but I, I believe, and I'm making this up, so I'm probably wrong. I believe 2020 is where all the like Dungeons and Dragons bring Satan into your house. Yeah, I think. So. No, I think so. I think for sure. And that was probably like a Geraldo Rivera thing. Because he used to be on there. Um, anyway, I was, it was like about this. So it was about that kid 
who was kidnapped and they made the movie about him. My name is Steven, or I know my name is Steven or whatever. But then his brother was uh, turned into like this serial killer. And I, like, I was watching it. And, That's a true story? Yeah. I never heard it. That's kind of neat. I know. I hadn't either. But the problem with those kind of shows to me, like I like the true crime podcast and stuff, but I realize I'm more interested in like the investigation and the process of like finding the guy. Whereas like those kind of shows to me are just completely sensationalistic. Like it's all about the, the murders and like how gruesome they were and shit. And that kind of true crime stuff I find off-putting. It is interesting how it's the same talk because I've heard people say the same thing that the podcasts are interesting and thought provoking. And then the same topic on a TV show, like not all TV shows, because I'm sure there's some documentaries that are good, but in general, it's, it becomes a little bit off putting. And I don't know. So you're saying it's because they, they, they trivialize the, the horror of it or they I sensationalize think they, it. They sensationalize it. They really play up the horror aspect of it for like titillation or whatever it is how it comes across to me anyway okay yeah but no there are good like on netflix netflix has some good uh true crime documentary series as well that uh it's just their scripted shows overall i have problems with but you know the the one of course i can't remember any of the names now so i'm like the one about the dude in wisconsin and uh the one oh, about the make make the making of murder or make, yeah yeah make... making a murder and then the one about the uh the nun who was killed in the sixties is really good. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. have the one about the, the central park five is supposed to, is that, that's, that's scripted. I that's scripted. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. Um, it's it good reviews, but yeah, like the, the whole investigative process on it, I find really interesting. Um, which is why I wouldn't watch that. Like the Ted Bundy tape. So like, I don't want to listen to this person talk about himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no context to it, just him talking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. This will be our Netflix episode. I think that's the majority of what we talked about. I th- we talked about Amazon Prime. Have we? No. Not we talked this about episode. Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Amazon Prime. I know. That's another one where the shows are all. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Oh, that's too bad because my recommendation comes from. Amazon Prime. Or are we jumping to recommendations? No, that, no, I was just just doing a little foreshadowing. No, well, good. I'll be. I'm always happy to try something out. I just have not had a lot of luck with Amazon Prime shows either. Uh, actually, oh man, I, speaking of uh, original shows on streaming, watched like the first episode of Catch Twenty Two. No, I couldn't get into it at all. Oh, I didn't even try that. Is that it, Hulu? It's on Hulu, yeah. It's like produced by uh, what George Clooney. He's in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't work for me. I that. I mean, I haven't looked at it in a long time, but that was one of my favorite books for the longest time. I used to. I read it straight through a couple times, but then because of how the book is written, you know, it was fun just to open up at random places and read. Yeah, it's such a great book. And I think this is closer to the book than the movie was. Um, but, you know, it still takes some liberties. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, you can check that out and tell me what you think. Uh, well, why not just go to recommendations, Asians, 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 since I'm, you brought it I'm, up. I'm going to do a twofer. I was 
originally going to recommend The Tick, which oh, yeah. is a fun Amazon That is a show, good one, yeah. I might have recommended in the past, I forget. Since I might have recommended in the past, I also recommend something that was a bit of a cultural phenomenon for a while, and it kind of died down now, but Fleabag. Yeah, we watched the first episode, and it didn't appeal to me, but I hear so much about it, I want to retry. I, I mean, I liked it from the first episode, so it might be something, not something you like, but it's she is she's very charismatic, and she's very fun in the show, and apparently the first season is just okay, and I've only seen the first season, and the second season's great, so... Yeah, I've been yeah. hearing a lot about the second season. She also created uh, Killing Eve. I That's what I understand. Killing Eve is a t- fantastic show. Yeah. Recommended, I think I recommended that before. All right. Yeah, give Fleabag another chance. Um, man, I, I know there was something I watched, but I can't remember it. So I'm going to recommend a book. It's called The Ultimate History of the 80s Teen Movie. Hmm. And it is... Uh, I don't know. It's really in-depth, just study of the the 80s teen movie it's not it's not too frothy but also not too serious as it shouldn't be but it's like very well researched and stuff and he goes into like where where they kind of came from like with animal house and some of the late 70s movies over the edge which we did on this podcast um and then and then goes like in depth into the particular movies and why they kind of like resonated or whatever yeah it's it's fun like, wait, wait, is is the title of the, the book a little bit longer than what you're saying? It might be. I'm looking at it on my on my Kindle right now, and it just comes up as... Uh, the Ultimate History of the 80s Teen Movie. Pastimes at Richmond High, 16 Candles, Revenge of the Nerds, The Karate Kid, The Breakfast Club, Footloose, Dead Poets Society, and Everything in Between by James King. Is that the same it book? It is by James King, yeah. The, the, well, yep. no wonder that doesn't all that's show a, up on my Kindle. That's a long title. That's kind of ridiculous. Never mind, it I don't me recommend of- it now. Of the Hadley Freeman book from a couple of years ago. What, yeah, which you recommended and which I have also on my Kindle, but have not started yet. And that was, it was interesting in how strongly she like supported the, like how 80s movies were more feminist and the just and from all sorts of points of view. So that was kind of interesting. But now it's, it's a thing where you shouldn't follow people you admire on Twitter because it turns out she's a big time, uh, what's it called? Oh. Turf, which is trans, transsexual, exclusive, radical feminist. She does not care for transsexual people. Oh, what? Yep, that's a big deal in Britain. There's a like a there's a huge schism in, in Britain about about the rights of, of trans people, and there's there's a huge group of, of feminists who don't think they should have have rights. So how how does that disconnect come about? When so you're talking about oppress, oppression, and, okay. Their yeah. feeling is that these are men, and they didn't, didn't. They were, they have the privileges of a man, and they're just switching. So they they're making a choice, basically, right? right? right. It's, it's the same argument that they used to have about homosexuality. I disagree with that argument. I do as well, but I not care for it. But that's what they say, and some of them are less like strident but some people are really kind of awful about it so well, it's the whole kind of concept is awful so well yeah but some people are over the top awful and then there's some people that are, you know it's just like the racist people who are outwardly outwardly racist and the racist people are just like we don't we don't go in that neighborhood yeah 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 anyway but that is a very good book and it's it seems like it's a good um one that goes with uh, the one you just the one recommended. yeah mm-hmm. 
All right. Oh, you didn't finish it yet? Uh, I'm I'm almost done, so I felt I felt safe in recommending it. Uh, all right. Well, maybe I'll read this uh, bigots book next, then. <laughs> uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Take it, Pat. Rate us highly on iTunes and write a review. Um, like us on Facebook. And please tell your friends to listen. Yep. Uh, which you'll probably do on social media because you don't have any IRL friends like most of us. What does IRL mean? Um, it's how you get to a website. It's its name. You type in the IRL. I-M-H-O uh, contraction oh, abbreviations make things more confusing. They do make things more confusing. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.